Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Managing Director, Charts and Data Operations at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. As always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Taylor Swift makes a big splash on the Billboard 200 albums chart, thanks in part to Record Store Day, and how Morgan Wallen clocks an eighth week at number one on the Billboard 200. Can he get to nine? How about ten? Also on the show, we've got an interview with friend of the podcast, Jesse Ware. The singer and songwriter joins us to chat about her just-released new album, That Feels Good, her first since 2020's What's Your Pleasure, and how the goal of the new 10-track set was to make people dance and to feel sexy and romantic. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast... Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Okay, let's do the chart chat. First up, on the Billboard 200 albums chart, Morgan Wallen's One Thing at a Time notches an eighth straight week atop the list, the entirety of its chart run. Can the album hit a ninth week? How about a 10th week at number one? Well, we'll see in the coming weeks. But on the horizon, we've got Ed Sheeran's new album, Subtract, which is due out this Friday. Ed has been number one four times previously. Could he make it a fifth one? Or will Morgan fend off yet another challenger? Hmm. Well, time will tell. Also on the Billboard 200 Record Store Day 2023 shines bright as a number of titles released for the annual Indie Record Store Celebration impact the list. And the parade is led by an eye-popping debut from Taylor Swift as her Folklore, the Long Pond Studio Sessions acoustic live album, which made its final debut for Record Store Day, bows at number three on the Billboard 200. It earned 75,000 equivalent album units in the United States in the week ending April 27th, all from its vinyl LP. Basically, it sold out its entire production run of 75,000 copies that were made in America. Do we feel like on the next record store day, she might go for like 150,000 vinyl? I don't know. Um, we all, we all know how, how tough it is to manufacture vinyl, um, but I wouldn't put it past sort of Team Swift 
to be plotting, you know, what they can do for perhaps Record Store Day Black Friday or Record Store Day 2024. Right. So. But as you noted in your story, also 75,000 is already a massive run for Record Store Day, which typically is more like 10 to 20 for a big release. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in fact, in total this week on the Billboard 200 chart, Swift has 10 albums on the list and all of them are in the top 100. But wait, there's more. Among those 10 albums, nine of them are in the top 50, eight are in the top 40, and she has three in the top 10. So in the top 10, it's not just this new Record Store Day album. It's also Lover and Midnight's. They're also in the top 10. Yeah. So since the Billboard 200 was combined from its previously separate mono and stereo LP charts into one all-encompassing list in August of 1963... Swift is the first living female artist with at least three albums in the top 10, the only act to have at least eight albums concurrently in the top 40, the only act with at least nine albums concurrently in the top 50, and the only living artist with at least 10 albums concurrently in the top 100. Wow. We need to put that on Billboard.com, Keith, in a list, please. Working on it. Uh, Lastly, uh, Morgan Wallen's Last Night leads the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart for a fourth week, while there are now, for the first time ever, two regional Mexican songs in the top five and, well, the top ten, as tracks by Grupo Frontera and Bad Bunny and Esleban Armado and Peso Pluma occupy the top five. Make sure to check out all of the coverage on Billboard.com from Hot 100 chart manager Gary Trust for the full rundown on the big news for the Latin genre. And now it's time for our interview with Jesse Ware. The pop singer-songwriter is back on the pod to chat about her just-released new album, That Feels Good, which is her first new studio set since 2020's What's Your Pleasure? Ware says the intention of the new album is to make people dance and to make people feel romantic and sexy. Further, she says that since her last album, she feels more centered and excited about putting music out, saying that she feels like a changed artist uh, in the years since her last project. The new set has elements of disco, pop, jazz, and R&B. And Where's American fans will get to see the album live on the road this year as she'll launch a U.S. tour on October 5th in Chicago. Before that, on June 2nd, she'll be playing a one-off gig right here in West Hollywood, California, to help celebrate Pride Month. So take a listen to our chat with Jesse Ware. That feels good. Welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Jesse Ware, how are you? Hi. How are you? Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, I'm <laughs> fine. You're getting me at the end of quite a busy day of press, but you are going to reinvigorate me. I know it. Yes. We're going we're gonna to relight that fire. <laughs> yeah, to, ma'am. To, 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 to quote an old disco song, because it's fitting, because we're talking about your new album, which maybe has some possible disco elements in it. I don't know. I'll let you tell me. But... Your new album, That Feels Good, is out on April 28th. It's your first new full-length project since 2020's What's Your Pleasure, which we did a podcast with you for in the middle of COVID. I think you were talking about going glamping. It was lovely. Um, what has changed for you and your life in the past you know, three years, You know, kind of going into, into this new album? Well, I try and avoid glamping at all costs now. <laughs> um, 
I, I don't know, like I feel really centered and excited about putting music out. I don't kind of have that fear like I had before. Um, what else has changed? I've got the podcast has carried on. Um, I've got another baby. I don't think I had an, that baby, that baby, no. my number three, that baby. He's great. That baby. <laughs> um, so I've got another baby. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like a kind of changed artist since the reception of what's your pleasure. Yeah, that's quite a lot that's changed. Um, And this new album, it's a tight 10 tracks and it has elements of disco and R&B and jazz and pop. And, you know, what was your goal with this album? Did you have a a concept going into it? Yeah, the goal was to make people dance and make them feel sexy and romantic. And I wanted it to feel more live than the What's Your Pleasure, but I still wanted there to be groove um, and funk and, and soul dictating it and, and elements of disco, of course, but like it to feel like a dance record, but a kind of looser dance record with a bit more color. Um, that, that was the intention. You, you hear that actually, you know, through, through the album, you know, it, while we've said disco and dance and sometimes a lot of that music can be very kind of synthy programmed where it doesn't feel like it's live instrumentation. I think throughout the record, you really feel like I'm hearing live guitars, live bass, live horns. I mean, there's probably a lot of programmed bits and, and bobs as well, but um, you really hear that and it feels, it feels, I don't know, it feels very warm. The whole thing kind of just sort of like hugs you, but also pushes you onto the dance floor at the same time. <laughs> Thanks. That's great. Um, yeah, I think I was like looking at bands like Talking Heads where you can't stop dancing, but there's total live like playing and and melodrama and character. And I was, I don't know, like I'd never really had brass on my records before and that became really important. I felt like yeah, I knew that I wanted it. And then I got to have Coco Roco, which are an amazing brass, brass group do it. And Sheila did all the arrangements and that was fantastic. She kind of gave this like fella cootie flair to it. And it just like elevated the songs. Um, it, it It's probably gonna be a bugger to play live because I don't have enough of a budget to be able to have brass on stage and loads of players, but we'll get imaginative. And I think people are slightly more forgiving these days with how you talk because I think people know how hard it is but like if the show's good and we'll put loads of effort into it it's it may not have a a full full band like you hear on the record but it will uh it it will still be impactful (laughs) you you mentioned some of your collaborators on on the album and uh, some of the people on the album are people that you've worked with before like James Ford who who's on tough love and and what's your pleasure but uh, I think this might be the first album that you've worked with Stuart Price on. Um, yeah. And Stuart um, has, of course, worked with Kylie Minogue in the past, and you've collaborated with Kylie, and Stuart's also worked with Madonna and The Killers and many other people. How did you and Stuart uh, get together? What, how, what was, how did you initially get together? And then what kind of led to him being such a big part of this album? Because I think he has four songs on this album. Yeah. I knew of Stuart Price, but he'd been living in the States for a very long time since, um, I think probably since I've been making music, I think he'd been there. He'd been there for like 10 years or something. Um, 
and I knew he was respected. I knew some of his work. I knew kind of confessions on the dance floor. And to be honest, I was slightly like hesitant to work with him because I guess I could see all the accolades and I thought, I don't know whether I'm ready for a big old super producer to work with me. I feel like, I feel like me and James have got it good. I like where we're at. That doesn't take anything away from James. James is a phenomenal producer. I just, I felt like I'd found my groove with James and, and he, and so Stuart, I think approached my label to say that he wanted to work with me because I think he'd heard what's your pleasure. And that's a huge compliment, but I was like, it's not going to work. I don't think it's going to work. And so I said, okay, well let's meet. And anyway, we did this FaceTime and it was really lovely and we could have chatted for ages. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you're a really nice bloke. Probably it's not going to work, but I'll try it. Um, and we did this day and it was just amazing. And I was really nervous to work with him. And what I do is I overcompensate by like ordering loads of food and talking loads. But actually he wanted to talk loads too. And in that first day, we made two records, uh, Lightning and Free Yourself. And I had my friend Coffee, who was in the room, who'd worked with him before on Levitating with Dua. Um, and it was just kind of, it was one of those things that I had no, I had such low expectations, not because I don't think Stuart's so talented. I just thought, oh, I just don't think it's going to work. And it was phenomenal. And I loved it. And I loved working with him so much. And I loved, I loved the way that he would let me not wear headphones when I was singing. Uh, and then I'd do a better vocal take. And I was like, hang on, isn't that going to bleed? And he was like, ah, no, I'll work it out. He's a wizard. And He's such a kind man too. So yeah, I, I can't wait to work with him again. Wow. Love that. And Love that. I know it's amazing. He sought you out and, uh, and one I of the know. tracks that that's, that's incredible. A huge compliment. Um, one of those tracks that uh, Stuart did with you is Freak Me Now, which is such a fun kind of like future retro disco song. So how did that track specifically come about? Um, I think I, like, it was nearly, it was probably the last song. Excuse me. Um, it was the last song that was made for the record, I think. And I think I felt like I had all this kind of live looseness on the record. And I just was like, I'm kind of missing that nod to what's your pleasure to kind of, I don't know, like a club moment. Mm. And I felt like, Potentially my fans would be a bit pissed off if there wasn't like a moment for that. Cause I had free yourself I needed to balance free yourself out. Like it needed a companion. Otherwise it would have stood out like a sore thumb. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's when it gets really fun writing music. Cause you're like, right, what do I feel like I need on the record? And it was just, so Stuart had this backing track and like Stuart, for people that don't know about Stuart, Stuart's like, this huge producer, but he also thought he started in dance music um, and particularly like loved French house and all this. So he, he brought that energy into the world. And I think probably because I'd made songs like shake the bottle and Ooh La La on the last record and like beautiful people on this one, like I knew how to bring this very electronic record into the world of that feels good and that was with like really the vocal on it and the vocal take and the kind of taste and style of it 
so that's why yeah and it's really fun and it's kind of essential for the record and it's just like I I'm sure it will be played in clubs and that's what I want I wanted to keep my foot in the club as well Jimmy lies Jimmy cries Jimmy's just like other guys You, you mentioned this track that I was going to ask you about anyways. You mentioned Shake the Bottle. Um, it's a really fun tune because you, I don't know how to like frame it exactly, but you name check a lot of gentlemen that, who have interesting backstories and attributes. Um, but it's so like, it's so saucy. It's so kind of let me tell you about these people. And it's just, it's, it's unexpected. Like how in the world did you come up with this idea? Cause I, it was, I was wildly surprised by just the, the vibe, the sound and the lyrics of it. I'm like, where'd this come from? Tell me. Um, I think I knew I wanted something that had a similar energy that Ula La had had on the last record. It had been a really big song for us live and I wanted to kind of play with that, whatever genre that is. I don't know what it is, but like, so I kind of kept on going back to like B-52s and like Rock Lobster and just wanted, I think we had the chorus first or like the pre we had. With, I don't need to work on a finger. And it felt very unusual but, and it, and it kind of felt like a, it kind of, I don't know, it felt really odd and kind of 60s and macabre. I don't know. It was lots of different things. I think I'd probably just been, to, uh, maybe I can't remember. Had I, I think I'd gone to see, I'd been to see Cabaret around that time. Mm. Maybe that had like influence. Um, and then the verses, we had loads of other ones and they weren't really working. And I think I tried this kind of spoken thing on, on beautiful people and this kind of more dominatrix commanding vocal I'd done on a song called Eyes Closed and I'd done a little bit of it on That Feels Good and I felt like she needed to have a little more of a place in the thing. And I think we just, we had the beat and it was like almost like speaking over the beat and doing this kind of poem over it, um, these rhyming couplets. Um, oh, and actually, it's not a couple. It's three, isn't it? Jimmy lies, Jimmy cries, Jimmy's just like other guys. Anyway, I don't know what that is. I'm, um, <laughs> we'll call them triplets. Whatever it is. Or <laughs> um, uh, you academic. So <laughs> it just felt like it kind of, and, and once we had that Jimmy one, it just was so easy. And it was Shungudzo again, like, and Danny, like it was us just in this world, this mad world that we kind of enter into where we're all giggling, but we're like trying to push it, see how far we can push it. And, um, and yeah, it was just, it kind of, as soon as we had Jimmy, it, it was there. And Thank God for that's Jimmy. right. That's right. was the kind of B-52. I, I wanted it to feel like people in the audience would be going, that's right. And like, um, I'm so into our audience participation. And so, yeah, it was just, it, it was like, well, why stop at Jimmy? Let's like name some other guys. And we've all known a Jimmy. We've all known an Eddie. Like, you know, it, it was just, it was really fun. 
Um, well, this has been lovely. Um, Katie, is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up? Well, I just, after she's talked about the the um, audience participation, it's like you've put all these little moments on this new album and now we just need to be the oh. audience that's participating for you. Thank you. <laughs> I really, I, I want, I want to, and I think this record is like to be enjoyed at home, but like it really, I can't wait for the show that we're planning to put on for this. Like it's theatre, it's, it's musical theatre, it's cabaret, it's, it's a gig, it's, um, it's going to be really, really fun. And I, I love it. And I think I've got better at performing and it's thanks to these last two records. So yeah, I've got, I've got to get, I've got to get out there and perform. Yes. Yes. You do. Um, thank you so much, Jesse. The, the the record's lovely and we really enjoyed it. And we always love speaking with you. And so oh, thanks for thank thanks for making you. the time for us. And you kidding. Thank you so much. It's so sweet that you always chat to me. So yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> good Anytime. Luck with, yeah, good luck with everything with this record. And we can't we can't wait to see you when and if you waft through LA again. <laughs> oh, it won't be wafting. It'll be like stamping all around. <laughs> thank you and now we are done yay All thank right. you lots of love Thanks so much to Jesse Ware for joining us yet again. Uh, we've had the great pleasure, wink, wink, uh-huh. pun intended, of speaking to her a few times on the pod. And she is always a delightful, uh, delightful, lovely person to chat with. Absolutely. All right. It's time now for the chart stat of the week. Years ago this week, Daft Punk's Get Lucky debuted at number 19 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart dated May 4th, 2013, on its way to a lofty peak of number two a few months later, easily becoming the group's biggest hit ever. I should say duo, but you know, sometimes we just glom groups and duos together. <laughs> the Grammy Award winner for Record of the Year features guest vocals from Pharrell and sports friend of the pod Nile Rogers on bass and was the lead single from the Random Access Memories album, which also debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, the first chart topper for Daft Punk. That set would also go on to win the Grammy for Album of the Year. Now, Random Access Memories will get a deluxe 10th anniversary reissue on May 12th with unreleased bonus tracks in multiple formats, including a triple vinyl LP collection. So there you have it. Daft Punk got lucky 10 years ago on the charts with Get Lucky and its parent album, Random Access Memories. We're up all night for good fun. We're up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to get Alrighty. lucky. Katie, we've reached the end of our big show. We have indeed. I appreciate that Random Access Memories shout out because that was like my favorite album of that year it was my personal grammy album of the year as well so it was it was one of those times where uh i think maybe people could gripe with you know daft punk winning that year but at the same time it was it was such an overwhelming favorite that when you look back on the different album of the year winners that year it just it felt 
as to paraphrase Jesse uh, Jesse Ware, that felt good. Indeed, I agree. Two exclamation points, indeed. Um, it's, I wonder why didn't Jesse add a third? Like that feels good. It's because of the way she says it in the song. She says that, that feels good. good. Yeah, there's so <laughs> do it just, again. <laughs> so people know there's an exclamation point after that, and then there's an exclamation point after good, but there isn't one after feels. But anyway, I <laughs> that's digress. right. Um, what song should we go out on, Katie? We have to go out on my favorite song from the Ram album. I'm going to abbreviate it, sure. which was uh, Lose Yourself to Dance. Let's go out on that, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Lose yourself to dance. Lose yourself to dance. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.